0: It's
1: time to it on, to you. time it on, 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 to you. Sometimes. You're listening to The Noise Cancelling Pod, the podcast about streamlining life, encouraging discourse, and maximizing your mind. Hosted by Frank Boyce and Axel Clark.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to episode 27 of The Noise Cancelling Pod. I'm Frank Boyce.
1: And this is Axel Clark.
0: We're glad to have you guys back for another fun and exciting episode. Today we're talking about big moments, big announcements, defining moments of our life, and, uh, You know, Axel, why don't you kick off first? You have some really exciting news to share with everybody. All
1: right. So we've been off for a little while uh, and doing big things like Frank said. So the the thing that I recently did was propose to my girlfriend, Nana. So I'm engaged. It's exciting. We're we're both excited. and uh, That's me clapping. Looking forward to it. (laughs) That's
0: amazing. You sent me that message. I was like, whoa, that's incredible.
1: Yeah. So
0: that's really, really fun. Congratulations.
1: So we're we're working on the planning stages. So her family's originally from Ghana. And so her mother. there's a ceremonial engagement party that that typically happens before the wedding. And so the bottom line is the the man has to go present offerings to the, the uh, female's family. And so one thing that they typically do or traditionally do is offer a goat so i'm working on like really offering a goat
0: that's awesome i mean luckily having a background in procurement has trained you well uh to to find uh things around the world that may be difficult to uh
1: i'm i'm probably just gonna rely on my country roots
0: yeah, <laughs> the or- Oregon yeah. roots, yeah. the Northeast
1: Oregon connection. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's awesome. Well, that, I think that will be a fantastic episode if you're willing to share just about that experience and yeah. figuring out all the logistics and meeting a whole new new family. So I think that's uh, that's super exciting. Congratulations!
1: I, I'm working on my engagement. There's a there's a dance you do as you walk up the aisle, so mm-hmm. I got to work on my on my dance moves.
0: Luckily you are also well versed in in dance moves as well. I can I I can attest to that (laughs) Whether or not they're always the most culturally relevant or sensitive I that I cannot attest to but they are always exciting to
1: watch (laughs) All right, so do, do you want to share your big news?
0: Yeah, so three weeks ago Yesterday my wife had a little baby girl and her name is Isla June so that uh thank you thank you i i did nothing i i will say that i mean i was i was helpful in getting water and ice chips and uh and not passing out those are those are the two key tasks of any uh, husband or significant other in a birthing situation um i will say the second time this is our second second baby um the second time around is was a lot more fun for me
1: Oh really? Was yeah. it because you're less nervous and just kind of excited, or what?
0: I was so much less nervous, and last time Ivan's birth had, was like an all-night affair, and he was finally born at seven in the morning. So it's just kind of like, you know, that feeling when you've been in the airport, like you've been in five different airports, and you've been traveling for like forty hours, and you kind of yes. you don't really understand like where like you know where you are, but it just doesn't even feel like you're there. That was that combined with just absolute. Fear of the unknown and really just <laughs> making sure that you you don't let anybody down or fall down or fall asleep or anything like that. Yeah, you know it's hard to really be in in that moment where this time you know it's just really it was peaceful. It happened during the day. Uh, I mean, I guess as peaceful as any birth can be, but um, it was just really beautiful moment and it was there was time to to enjoy and. um, you know, just really celebrate the moment of, you know, here's a new baby that we get to to spend time with and love on, you know, for the rest of our life. So it was just, it was really sweet. It was really sweet. I, I can't lie. I, I cried a lot more this time around than, oh, than the first awesome. time. Yeah. So it was really, it was really fun. It was really sweet.
1: How do you spell her first name?
0: Isla, I-S-L-A. Nice.
1: Okay. Yeah. I like it. So. What's the Katie had, of that that
0: had the name picked. Um, I believe it's Scottish, um, okay. but it's also it's also a really popular name in Spain as well. Okay. Yeah. It comes from Islay, um, the place in, in Scotland known for their peaty Scotch. Actually.
1: Interesting. All right. Yeah. So
0: that's exciting. I mean, it's been really great, and <laughs> a new baby is is hard at times, but she has been very very sweet. And, and like I said, the second time around feels so different and it's, it's much easier to just enjoy and soak in the, the sweet moments with the baby. Yeah. Nice. So that's, that's my good news. My, my bad news is I have to share with everyone that I have formally given up the four minute mile, <laughs> at, at least for the next <laughs> six to eight months. And it's, it's somewhat related to, you know, my wife having a baby and not, um, having as much time dedicated to training but you know in our show notes i wrote discussion on excuses versus situational stimuli so i think it's kind of a combination of a few things that i would consider situational stimuli and and probably a few things that you guys might consider excuses but so the first i would say is is having my wife having a baby new baby not having as much time i think i think we can agree that's a situational stimuli
1: okay i'll i'll yeah, I'll give that to you.
0: Um, the second one, which is kind of both, I I just was really surprised in the last four and a half months how little speed came back to me. Um, the fastest four hundred that I ran the whole time was just under sixty. It was right at fifty nine six, was the fastest lap that I ran, and that was that was really a huge disappointment for me and something that I thought you know if i could get down to 57 56 then that whole 4 minutes seems a little bit more manageable in the the final laps but when you're right around 59 61 it just honestly it seemed it seemed daunting and impossible uh, <laughs> for much of my training
1: yeah how do you feel like your training up to this point was rigorous enough or what do you think you ran to a physical limitation or did you could could you have trained harder during the last four to six months?
0: I think that's a good question. I, you know, on a scale of um, one to 50, 50 being Olympic training where, you know, you're really focused on everything, you're focused on your diet, um, you're doing mental training. You know, I'd probably give myself maybe like an, an eight if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, like, yeah. like, I think I think the effort that I put in was really good, but I don't necessarily know if the mental preparation, the training, planning... And just putting that all together was really there. You know, I had some other things where, you know, muscle-wise, I just wasn't super healthy during my training. I really only had about a month where I wasn't dealing with some sort of calf injury or (laughs) or foot injury. Um, And it wasn't anything major, but it's just little tweaks that, you know, where you had to take a couple days off here that that really just kills your momentum. So, I mean, overall, I I gave it a good shot. I, I gave pretty good effort. But uh, for this phase, it just was—it uh, just wasn't happening. <laughs> and so I needed you, to give it did, up. And did yeah. you
1: get a final mile time of, the, like, the start versus the end?
0: No, I didn't.
1: Do you feel I, bad about that?
0: No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it was such a a colossal fit. I honestly think even if I'd had somebody out there timing me and cheering me yeah. on, I—I'm not sure if I could have broken five minutes at the end like that it was just it was it was a huge i mean it was just a fail
1: what's your Not, what what's your takeaway do you think that maybe saying a, a five minute goal would have changed it or maybe you wouldn't even have put in the effort that you did for the this if it would have been a five minute goal i think
0: you bring up a good point of iterative goals you know i think i think if i had had a five minute goal it it probably would have help me in the near term like i don't think i'd be quitting if i was like oh i'm at 505 right now right you know like i would i would be more apt to keep it going um so yeah i think i think you're right i think probably setting a more deliverable goal a reasonable goal a reachable goal was probably a better idea in this situation hmm. although
1: it- <laughs> i still the whole, but from a from a uh i guess like a public relations perspective though no one would be t- we probably so it- you'd still be working towards a goal but we wouldn't still be talking about it
0: no no we would care that's true yeah,
1: no one would have listened to, to the results i wouldn't even care about it so
0: i was gonna say i don't think i would have cared if it would have been a five minute goal so maybe i did need to set four minutes to even yeah. even just get out there
1: there's there's trade-offs i guess yeah for, for sure these so, ambitious goals
0: so we'll see um if in another eight months I feel like I want to revisit this, maybe I'll jump back on the train. Or if you listeners have any ideas for audacious goals for Axel and I in 2017, please send them to noisecancellingpod@gmail.com, at gmail.com. Or you can comment on SoundCloud. So all right. the other big thing we wanted to jump into, since we both had some major milestones this week, was, was just talking about how... You know, in life, we remember a lot of the big moments, um, but we also build a lot of memories that you know aren't necessarily related to a wedding or a birth. They're just indelible memories that that stick in our head forever. So we kind of wanted to you know reach back and talk about some of our most memorable times and and talk about you know do do we kind of focus too much energy on the I'm putting air quotes here on big moments where You know it it may seem like the biggest thing in your life but uh, you might just be building it up too much so once you so why don't you start off with um, can you just talk about one of your most vivid memories
1: hold on I have to think about this because the first thing that comes into my mind is and maybe this is because you're the screen in front of me is the turkey overnight train Mm -hmm. And then my number two, I don't think you're on this one, is when I was at the top of Mount Nimret in Turkey.
0: I was not on that trip, but I
1: I have heard the story. And Mount Nimret
0: is an amazing place. Pete Larson and I actually went there. Yeah. Shout out to Pete. I know he doesn't listen, but... Uh, but
1: Now they can't even... I don't think they can even get close to it because all that shut down. But anyway, uh, I don't... So what I... Let me think about this. What I would prefer to do is start off talking about experience versus expectations oh sure So i think in all of these and even the first two that i mentioned the the expectations were not high and then and so then when you had this amazing experience it was like a complete shock on the flip side you know what the like new year's eve probably would be fun except the expectations are always set so high that it could never be lived up to and then so no one really likes new year's eve well yeah and so it, I, the
0: the expectation is so specific to that midnight moment you know like it's right. not like oh i'm looking forward to 11:15 on new year's eve it's like supposedly you're supposed to hinge your whole experience on midnight and you're like well it's exactly like 1201 and 1202 and 1203 and 1204 right. like but, i yeah, wonder or, if
1: that i wonder if that can happen with a with a wedding where you ha- where you want certain things to be specifically correct and you want everything to be exactly on. And then if it's not, it's kind of a letdown. But really, if you look at the overall experience, it was an amazing overall experience, you know, ex- except for your expectations of being so high in these certain areas.
0: Yeah, and I think it's, it's cool that, you know, <laughs> my 10-year anniversary is coming up in June with Katie. Um, and thinking back, you know, like if we got if we had another wedding right now and wedding reception, I would feel so tremendously different about it um, just because we got married very young and not necessarily based on life expect, not life expectancy, but just expectations with life. You know, when you're you're 22, 23, it just seems like this big party that's going to be perfect and you know, you you want everybody to be there, and now I look back on it, and I'm like, wow, I just wish you know we had spent time with people talking and and just really had soaked up those moments as opposed to focusing so much on the details, like you're saying, right?
1: Like spending all this time getting photos, running off to do this, running off to do that, and then you don't really have time to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and I think I think you're so right about that experience versus expectation. Um, one story that Katie and I were talking about this week was. Uh, when we moved from Turkey to Boston, we actually bought a condo there sight unseen. I just had okay. a, a friend of mine go in and take an iPhone video. And so, you know, we kind of had this expectation for it for, you know, like the size and the dimensions. And we walked in and it was tiny. I mean, it was like 727 <laughs> square feet. Yeah, <laughs> we, were, we were both just kind of looking at each other like, and you already had bought it oh we'd already bought it yeah that's it was, amazing it, we, we literally we got into boston we took separate flights uh and met at the uh hertz rental car center got in a car drove to our realtor's house uh we followed her to our condo and she unlocked it and it was like 9:30 at night and there was there's was like one overhead light in the bathroom in the hallway there was no beds we had no furniture because we were coming from turkey And, uh, yeah, we were just kind of like, uh, I don't know if we necessarily made the right decision. (laughs) So, but I mean, even though we, we kind of had these, these expectations, um, I don't know. I would say because we, we hadn't actually been there, it made it a lot easier to, uh, swallow the fact that it was, it was a bit different. Yeah. So you said Mount Nemer, what specifically stands out about that?
1: Uh, I think it was the... So... We, so why don't you uh, explain to everybody
0: what Mount Nemrut is?
1: So Mount Nemrut is this uh, mountain in, let's see, in eastern Turkey. And they have these statues, these old... I don't even know what what the time frame is on them, but they're probably... I bet they're over 1,000 years, probably one or 2,000 years old, I'm not sure. But they're old statues, yeah. and then you, you can... You drive up there and then you ultimately end up hiking in it there at the very top of this very bare mountain and you can see forever and the other thing we did is we brought our mountain bikes up there and so we got to the top checked it out and then we just mountain biked down all the way down this huge mountain that's amazing and i was there with very fun friends and uh are you still there
0: yeah i'm still here just soaking in the sun
1: okay so like as some of my best friends in Turkey and we had a, a really fun time. Even the night before, I think it was the night before we had this adventure in this uh, hotel in Gaziantep. So overall, it's just a, a unique experience, I guess.
0: Yeah, this is really cool. I think the mountain itself is over 7,000 feet tall. You can see both the Tigris and the Euphrates, I believe from, from the top of it, you can see for about 80 miles from the right. top. And the, the statues are from, I believe, the 3rd the or 4th century B.C. So they still don't even know how they ever got them up there because they're about 10 to 12 foot tall solid stone statues that are up 7,200 7, feet. So it's just, uh, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. But yeah. You know what the um, other one that,
1: that I just got, rem- I, well, there's another one I just got reminded of. So when I was, Let's see. When I was traveling in uh, on my two weeks off, when I was in Qatar, and I ended up going to India and Thailand, I took a motorbike trip through Thailand, and I was like, I was very like the mountains were amazing, and so I took the the motorbike up through the mountains, and it was really cool. But then when I got back home, I was driving in Northern California, and I was just looking at the mountains, and I was like, these mountains are significantly better than the mountains in Thailand. <laughs> but i just i had just had been all around them the whole time so i didn't appreciate them so that was yeah. like a of like a moment where i had just like an interesting thought that made me realize i could probably appreciate a lot of stuff that's around me that i hadn't before
0: yeah that's a really cool point that other <laughs> other experiences can almost like retroactively change how you you feel about things that are stuck in your memory forever. I feel the same way about Iowa actually when I when I go back to eastern Iowa and that, you know, in your mind you're kind of like, oh, it's a great place to grow up, you know, like it's it's flat, it's green, but then you actually go there in the spring or in the early summer when everything is so green and the corn's coming up and you're just like this really is a beautiful place. Like I'm I'm not one of those <laughs> Iowa is is heaven type people, but it it is a really beautiful place that you appreciate more when, when you see how less green the rest of the world is. Yeah. So one thing I kind of wanted to dive into and you kind of touched on it before is, is how do you remain present in, in kind of big moments? And I, you know, I talked about it during Isla's birth, you know, just kind of sitting back and enjoying, enjoying it. And you said about weddings, you know, don't just focus on the things and pictures but do you have anything, because I mean' you're, you're good at taking pictures, but I feel like you're also really good at remaining present in, in really fun times. Do you have any like tips for people for, for remaining present while you know kind of doing the modern needing to document life a little bit?
1: I don't know. I, I mean, I think you just need to get your one or two pictures for your memories and make sure they, they look good <laughs> and, uh, and then put it away just, the, the funny thing like when you go to a concert now and you see people watching the concert through their iPhone screen <laughs> And do people actually ever go back and sit there and re-watch these videos of a concert through your iPhone? I, mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe people do but it seems, I can't me, imagine I,
0: that it would be better than, you know, the album or a music video. Like, your sound quality is awful. But, yeah, I, I agree. It is kind of crazy to be like, let me document every second of my experience that I'm I'm trying to experience.
1: I mean, but, get a Snapchat or two, but then they put it, put put the phone away.
0: I like that.
1: I don't know. Yeah, and I mean, so I, th- one thing I, th- I think you're right. Like, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say... Well, go ahead on this and I'll I'll go back to my my thought
0: Yeah, I was just going to say I th- I think you're right about getting a few pictures that that look good because you know there's only so many pictures of the same time period that you're actually gonna spend looking at. Like there's if there's a lot of things happening, like maybe taking a few more pictures just to to document everything funny or crazy going on, but for the most part, you know, one or two pictures is, is all you're ever gonna go back and look at. And they're either just going to sit on your computer or sit on <laughs> sit on your <laughs> recycling bin on your computer.
1: That's exactly what we're, I- I think sometimes it's a problem when you have like a thousand pictures from something because a year later, you're like, I don't want to go into that big mess of pictures to fi- find one that's good and it's overwhelming. Whereas if you just had your five, then you'd just like, oh yeah, I can go here are the five pictures. But like if someone comes over, what are you going to do? Here are the thousand pictures and there's five in each location or it, it becomes harder to manage because you have so many pictures.
0: Yeah, that's 100% true. I would recommend photo books if, if you're trying to organize your photos and then just get rid of everything God, after you've way. made the book. Yeah. If you that's, can do it, it. It's hard to stay that organized.
1: Yeah. But yeah. Oh so so my thought that I had before uh, oh, so it's I think it's kind of a it's it's a weird situation in that if you build up a if you have too high of expectations, then mm-hmm. you'll you'll always be disappointed. And so but it's kind of a weird thing to say, Oh, I want to have low expectations in the things that happen to me in my life. But maybe if you have the lower expectations, like you'll have not happier, but you'll be more satisfied because if you always had the, all these high expectations, you just go around in life disappointed.
0: Yeah, and I think I think it depends a little bit. Like if you're talking about weddings or you know significant events that take so much planning i th- i think it's kind of hard to temper your your expectations um, very organically i guess would be the right word like I, th- I think you just need to adopt a little bit more of a kind of go with the flow type strategy where like you may have high expectations but you know you, you know things may happen and it may be either more fun or less fun than than yeah. what it could be but it's just going to be what it is Cause I know I'm a person with with very high expectations, and I don't mean that to sound like I want everything to be perfect. But in my imagination, things are things are always uh, different and, and exciting, and uh, life just doesn't always work like that. So, you know, I think along with going with the flow, sometimes you just need to uh, be okay with disappointment.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that so, I've become very, I think I've become very good at when a situation is just going downhill it's very quickly i'm just become entertained by it and then i'm almost (laughs) hoping for additional bad things to happen
0: that's awesome So, so go for it
1: so listen to this rental car story so i went up to boston uh like a week ago and when i'm picking the rental cars there's like this easy rant or something like that And I'm like, okay, I know this is gonna be bad, so I picked something else, but the something else wasn't the cheapest, so it got flagged, because this is like, I was on a training class. Mm -hmm. Said like, you haven't picked the most cheap option. (laughs) So I I, I knew this was a bad idea, but I didn't realize how bad of an idea it was gonna be, so I picked this easy rent or whatever it was. So I show up there, and there's probably five different big huge desks for all the major rental car companies. And then Easy Rent shares a tiny desk with Advantage, and there's 10 people in line. And there's no one else in any line across all the other rental car <laughs> agencies. So I'm like, this is not, this is not looking good. And then the line, you can tell the people are standing up there. Like at the real, at the national companies, you use people like go up, they give it their ID, and they get, like get give them keys and they're gone. <laughs> this is like, you hand them the ID, and then everyone's just like standing there. And people are just looking around, and even the person at the computer is just sitting there doing nothing. And so, like we started making jokes in line, and I was luckily I didn't have anywhere to be, so uh, I mean I was just sitting there eating it up as people around me were getting more and more frustrated. And so, I finally got to the front, and oh, and this is this is in contrast to my girlfriend has like elite status at. Hertz or whatever. So when we rent a car mm-hmm. for her, from Hertz, like the the keys are in the car and you just walk it up into the car <laughs> and grab it and drive off and now I'm standing here on this line. So anyway, I get to the front and we're going through it and let me think about the first the first thing is they go, Do you want the the toll pass? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I like I didn't know that rental car companies didn't Couldn't put a toll have pass yeah. in the car. <laughs> Like all the other ones, it's just automatically in there, and then you pay for your tolls later, right? Well, this is no. this goes, yeah. Do you want to add the toll pass? And so uh, I was like, yeah, I, I want the toll pass. And they go, well, it'll be eighteen or nineteen dollars a day, but all your tolls are covered. <laughs> <laughs> like, how many tolls could you go through? You, I mean, you would have to be driving around just hitting as many tolls as you possibly be could. But if you're in the local area, like, how does that make any sense? So. The tolls would have been, I think, they're they're like eighty dollars. So I had it for three or four days, mm-hmm. and so then I'm like, well, I can't pay eighty dollars for this. So I was like, No, I guess I'll just deal with paying, like, cash through the tolls. And so then the guy next to her looks over at me and he goes, Well, you know, um, after the, after on Friday, Massachusetts is no longer accepting cash at the toll booths, and the fine is seventy five dollars. So. You should be fine just on the way back from your airport make sure you avoid any of the toll booths
0: <laughs> that's ridiculous that's so shady
1: yeah well oh, then oh. like when i got th- furthermore so then i get into the car and it's the tiniest little area and I, but I, i'm at this point i'm highly entertained <laughs> and so i get in the car and i'm about ready to drive off and she's like okay you have a full tank and i look down and no it's a quarter of a tank and oh my gosh and also okay this is the other thing okay so this <laughs> does anyone do the check around the, the rental cars anymore you know how no. are, like supposed to walk no. around and do the check yeah. no they just check a, th- these guys that th- no they don't do the check beforehand <laughs> there's one person that everyone's lined up behind that like walks around <laughs> doing the check as you're driving off it was amazing
0: <laughs> that's a, i hope you wrote a, a really nice review for that company because that sounds that sounds very excellent it was
1: incredible. that's hilarious
0: that actually that goes along really well i came up with three moment maxims for this episode and nice. uh and actually number two was relishing the suck and so i think that that fits in really well with you know there. You hear it before, like embracing the suck. Well, I'm, I want to take it one step further. Like, don't just accept the suck. I agree with you. I think you need to roll into it and, and see how far you can push the suck at different times.
1: Yeah, just, I just start hoping that more and more crazy, well, not, I mean, not real bad, but just bad circumstances start happening just just it's entertaining. Yeah. And it, it's I so feel fun. bad because a lot of it is looking around me and just watching the people who get more and more frustrated and matter i don't think there's anything i can do for them but i don't know that i think that's a good way to handle it, is just quickly switch flip the switch and become entertained by how outrageous your situation is
0: i love that and uh, the story that i came up with for my relishing the suck was uh we were moving from an apartment in minneapolis to our house but there was like two and a half weeks where we weren't going to have an apartment and for for whatever reason we couldn't extend two weeks so we were moving from an apartment to a a hotel for two weeks and then moving to our house and we had uh, Katie's parents coming up with a trailer on it was like a Saturday or a Friday afternoon at like three o'clock and for some reason our apartment building was like no you have to be out by 11 o'clock And I was like, well, like our moving truck isn't getting here till three o'clock. And they're like, I'm sorry, we're going to have to charge you. It was like five hundred dollars if you don't if you're not out of here by (laughs) eleven o'clock. I'm like, I'm like, well, can I at least leave my car here? And they're like, oh, yeah, you can you can still leave your car parked in the parking garage. And it was an underground parking garage. So Uh (laughs) finally, I don't remember if it was Katie or I, I, I was like, screw it. I'm getting a tarp and we're putting all of our stuff in our parking spot so it's like all of our <laughs> all of our furniture all of our boxes and we built we built like it legit looked like a car and we had like two 50 foot tarps that we just put over it and it looked exactly like a car in the storage it looked and like t- a car <laughs> yeah it like ridiculous. legitimately i mean there are a couple like bar stools sticking out so you'd be like what is what exactly right. is under that but like the general shape was a car so I was just like, I'm I'm not paying five hundred dollars to to not How store long this stuff. How was it like that? Uh, it was overnight. <laughs> we moved it down on like a Thursday <laughs> nice. night, and it was there until like yeah. three o'clock in the afternoon the next day. But no, nobody messed the with it. The
1: movers were probably happy.
0: Well, we did it all ourselves. Um, oh, okay. We just rolled the trailer right up next to the parking spot in the parking garage. yeah. And moved it out. But yeah, Um, my number one was roll with what you're given. So, you know, like no matter what the circumstance um, and it's not, I wouldn't necessarily say that's like rolling, it kind of is rolling with the flow or going with the flow, but I feel like it's a, a little bit different in terms of, you know, going more into what's being, what's being, so the example I'll give you, we had reservations at this place in New York and I had kind of set up this thing before I was deploying, uh, to Iraq. And I, I, I'd leaned into the Iraq departure pretty hard when I was making the reservation. So it was special. It was a special like five course meal. Uh, it was going to have champagne and Everything was, and they were really cool about it. Super cool. It wasn't, it wasn't like crazy expensive. They're like, here, we can make this really special night for you guys. And so we get there and instead of their, like the, the owner who I had communicated with, I just got a normal maitre D and I was like, Hey, I'm Frank boys here for my reservation. And they're like, Oh, okay. So they just sat us and didn't necessarily talk about it. And so we're sitting there and like, I'm kind of like, well, how do I address the situation that we're here for this special dinner? And I just kind of assumed that they knew who we are. So we, we, we ended up like, we ordered appetizers and we ordered drinks. And then all of a sudden the the owner came. So we like already ordered all this food and he's like, Oh, Hey, Frank. Hey, Hey, Katie. So I'm, we're so glad that you're here. So then we ended up just kind of going with it and we ended up with like a seven course meal with champagne and extra drinks and it was it was ridiculous but like i honestly feel it might have kind of ruined the feel of the evening if i had if i would waited like half an hour and just like hey where's are so and so like gone through all the the commotion of of trying to get you know the special meal going and it just okay, was yeah. going to happen organically so i don't know what, what's your thought on that
1: I I love it. I Yeah. It it
0: ended up being I like of one of, of my favorite it, it, dining experiences ever.
1: Yeah. That's kind of like when when we were in Turkey, like we pretty much said yes to everything. Even when it was looking like it wasn't going to work out, you just say yes and see what happens.
0: Yeah, I think that that's probably a more concise way to say it. Yeah. Just just keep going with it. See what, uh, pushing it, <laughs> pushing it as far as you can. Uh, that's yeah. great. Um, w- one other maxim that I had was, um, remember that some experience may look best in the rear view mirror. And I think this one's kind of hard to do on the spot. Um, because, you know, you can't really see hindsight before it happens, but I, I think there's some experiences where like even when you're in it, you're like, this is not an ideal situation. Like when we're living in a hotel, or like we ended up when we were in between Minneapolis and here, we ended up living with um, some friends of ours for three weeks, and it it totally transformed that friendship. Uh, you know, like, we were pretty close to them before, but we, we live with them, uh, and they have a couple boys too, and it was just it it completely transformed how we felt about them and how how close we are to them now, and I think. I think even when we were in that, like we weren't necessarily super pumped about living in somebody's basement for three weeks, but at the same time, like you could feel something was, was changing about our relationship dynamic. So it was, it was kind of cool to feel it in the moment, but also now looking back, like just knowing how much closer we are.
1: Dude, that's funny because when I was in San Antonio, uh, Ken Jen, Ken and Jen, the people in, uh, in Colombia, who are occasional or listeners they uh they had like a a week or so actually no, what was happening was he's trying to close on his house and so i was like hey can i just sleep at your house for a couple days well it ended up turning into i think it was two or three weeks and mm-hmm. they had just moved there and we kind of knew each other but that took that was probably a big moment in our friendship that just got like we went from not really knowing each other to very good friends very fast
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's crazy crazy to think about stuff like that because i remember i mean i think it just happens in the military a lot because there's always these awkward transitions and there's all these people who are willing to help and i think that's the biggest thing is that you know people are so willing in the military to step up and say of course you can come live with me like even if it's awkward even if it's inconvenient like just come live here like that that's the least inconvenient thing for you even if it's a little inconvenient for me
1: Yeah. So I would, so those are your three. I would add a fourth one that just something about uh, enjoying time with other people or with building relationships or something like that. Like I think just with different and new people people with you, not even, it doesn't even have to be new or different people. Just having people around with you to share an experience with to me makes it so much better.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's a good, that's a really good one. I like that one a lot. Cause, cause yeah, those are, you know, you can do a lot of things in solitude and they can be enjoyable, like climbing a mountain or seeing a really amazing sunset or sunrise. But yeah, if you, you get to share that, it feels much more special. And then, I mean, I think it's so much more fun to think back and talk about the memories like we always talk about.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Like telling, having a good story that you could like tell that people laugh at is one thing. But having a shared experience that's funny and ridiculous is is so much more hilarious. And then every time you go and hang out with that person, you can re- uh, talk about those stories. And it's just, I mean, you kind of go back to that time.
0: Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. And I, I do love one... When- <laughs> You, you see somebody again for a while and just like memories pop up and you're like, Oh my gosh, that was, that was such an incredible time when we did this.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'm trying to think if I had any other questions. Um, I think my only other one is what, what do you think, what is it specifically that makes a memory stick in your mind so much?
1: I don't. So I... For sure, there's some sort of surprise. I think mm-hmm. maybe it's the feeling. Maybe if you get a, a... Like, it's the feeling that sticks with you.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think you're right about the surprise element. Is that if something meets your expectation or is exactly what you thought it was going to be, I don't think you're going to remember that very much. But if it, even if you had great expectations of what was going to happen and something happened that was way out of left field or something went immensely better or immensely worse than you expected it sticks in your mind so much more because that feeling of surprise or you know or fear or you know whatever strong feeling comes about from Mm -hmm. that surprise just sticks very strongly in your memory
1: i think it's it it's just tied to emotions in general so you can see a some fancy castle in europe but that's like if you have no emotion about seeing it then it's not going to be that meaningful but then you can be like just sharing a dinner with a friend and like there's a lot of emotion with that dinner and then it will that will be more memorable
0: yeah I think that's that's a good point
1: that's a good point
0: so I that was all the notes that I had this is kind of a a quick episode for us yeah one quick uh, programming note on uh, November 15th is the one-year anniversary of the noise-canceling pod. So I th- I think we're, uh, we're trying to put together a little bit of a special show for you guys. Axel, any ideas you want to share with the audience?
1: Uh, so looking back at our, I guess what I would, is this season one or is this maybe year one? I think that it would only be appropriate since our, to look back and see what was our, show with the highest number of listeners of the top a couple shows and see if we can kind of tie those in
0: oh i like that i like that a lot well i look forward to it um so as always i'm frank boyce
1: and this is axel clark uh, enjoy time with your friends and family and loved ones and uh make huge memories